We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike Detelia along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Come on by and visit us. We'll be here until 7.30 tonight, and it'll be Monday night football right here on the Big 870 as the New England Patriots play the Arizona Cardinals. want to tell everybody uh, it's being reported. Aaron Anderson, and, man, anybody who's covered the prep scene over the last few years – Aaron Anderson was an unbelievable prep wide receiver return man at Edna Carr. He was an early commit to Coach O and LSU. And then when Coach O got the walking papers, he swung it quickly to Alabama. Didn't play a lot this year for the Crimson Tide. He has entered his name in the transfer portal. Now, you talk about a big play athlete. Aaron Anderson is that at Edna Carr. If you watch Edna Carr play, over the last few years. Aaron Anderson, he's a tilt-the-field player. Didn't get a lot of playing time as a true freshman at Alabama, but he has entered the transfer portal. And, uh, man, if I'm Brian Kelly, I'm making a, a quick call because that guy can not only help you as a receiver but also help you in the return game. We're going to go back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line. We're going to go to James in New Orleans. James, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. So how's it going, guys? I think all right, we can James. all agree that. I guess we can all agree that uh, the most ideal selection would be Sean coming back. A win, lose, or draw, that'll be my guy. Uh, but let's say he doesn't come back. Uh, I thought about uh, the uh, offensive coordinator Archer from Miami. Full disclosure, I wanted the Miami head coach McDaniel, uh, but I, Christian told me he didn't even get a look. But the thing I like about him most is, or I like, I like about this system, is the way they work their offensive line and the speed that they have uh, going against the grain with the defensive line and the things that they should. Their offensive line, uh, the way they move that ball, the way they run, they'll fell run focused team, and the quarterbacks. Basically, you know, it's a lot of short to intermediate passes. He might go deep, like with Tua. By the way, uh, Mike, what do you, and, and by the way, what do you think about uh, Tua's brother coming out this season? He'll be he's like very, a second, third. Round. Yeah, he, he's, he's very similar to Tua in a lot of ways. It, 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 Mike, is he like the poor man, uh, older brother like Tua? Uh, he played University of Maryland. And, uh, and Mike, uh, boy, he was hanging in there against Ohio State. Then right at the end, you know, they had that pick six. He's, he's not as accurate a passer as Tua 
but they have a lot of similarities. So in that, uh, he could make an NFL roster, Yeah, right? I think he could be a backup in yeah. the NFL okay. uh, into that particular deal. No, I'll be full disclosure uh, when, when Sean walked. I told this to Bobby. First phone call I'd make is Brian DeBall. Uh, I saw what he did with Josh Allen in that Buffalo offense. And, uh, He's made a difference with the Giants. He certainly made a difference. Now, yesterday, you got in a cage match yeah, with, against, with the, against the champ, and you got beat up yesterday and beat up bad. But Brian DeBall, I, I thought, was a, was a really good coaching candidate. I know he did uh, speak uh, to the Saints, uh, but, uh, you, know, he, you know, got that Giants job, and, you know, he's from that area. Uh, up in the Northeast, so uh, you know, with Sean, I think Sean's going to have options. We're going to ha- we're going to have a uh, uh, Jeff Duncan on in a few minutes to talk about it, but I think Sean's going to have options uh, when it's all said and done. But you know what? With Sean, it's going to come down to Bobby. What you say all the time? Money. Yes, it's going to come down to money, money and power. To money and power, and then also uh, everyone has a mentor. I'm sure Jeff Duncan has a mentor. And that, uh, who do you try and mirror? To me, if he tries to mirror Bill Parcells. Then he ain't coming back Then he ain't coming back to the Saints. That, that's the only thing what I say, and Jeff might challenge that statement. But I'm saying he said over and over again. Mike, this goes back to 2006. Different examples he's given about Bill Parcells and how being a mentor. And but how much and, he's. And, and when you look at Bill Parcells' track record, what? bounced and bounced he, and bounced. He's like a military yeah, brat. Yeah, he's yeah. going everywhere, north, south, east, west. The other thing, too, is Sean has brought up a lot of times about location and fit, and he's always talked about the West Coast. Yeah. Always has talked about uh, out in Los Angeles. <laughs> he would like Miss Gale to be in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. then, then he'd be a slam dunk. Thank you so much for the call, James. We appreciate it. We're going to go to break here, and then we'll have Jeff Duncan, who wrote the article yesterday about Sean Payton's possible uh, return to New Orleans, and he's going to have a lot of options after the season. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break on the Big 87. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on the second guest show, Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and on our Oakwood Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line, Jeff Duncan, columnist for the Times-Picayune, author of Peyton and Breeze, The Men Who Built the Greatest Offense in NFL History. 
And uh, Jeff, I'll uh, tell you like I told, well, tell Bear, you kicked the ant pile yesterday. <laughs> and you kicked it pretty good. And you got a lot of attention with it. And uh, I know Bobby's got a zillion questions to ask you, so I'm going to throw it to Bear right off the bat. But thank you for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, Mike, appreciate well, it. Well, uh, Jeff, uh, I know you have a lot of wisdom. You know how much I, I trust you. And uh, you look at Sean right now. Uh, look, listen, six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year. You already have a couple of them. And, uh, you know, Sean Payton considering the stroke and where he's at. Now, you look at Carolina where they're at. They're playing hard for their interim head coach. You look at the Colts. They already have openings. Um, almost uh, certainly uh, would throw – uh, the hat in the ring, uh, so to speak, for, for Sean Payton. Oh, Sean, would you want to come here? Then you look at, uh, it happens every year, the Broncos, Cardinals, Chargers, Raiders, Rams, uh, Dallas. Uh, also could be attractive uh, options. I mean, uh, we got to wait and see how this is going to play out. But I don't see how Sean Payton cannot coach this upcoming season cause considering all the different opportunities. Now, to me, I don't, I don't know what the Chargers are going to do, but Justin Herbert and Sean Payton, I mean, uh, I don't know how they could not have success. But I know you have different opinions, but uh, the one thing, who that nature, we do not want them going to Dallas. Hell no, uh, you know, they might underachieve, overachieve, but it just seems like supply and demand that Sean Payton's going to have those opportunities out there because it happens every year. You might say, well, we're going to rebuild the program but it's, it doesn't happen. You can be one and done. It depends what happens. Six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year. And, and Jeff, to piggyback off Bob, I think there's always a surprise every year. And that surprise may end up being in L.A. too. Uh, I told this to Bob off the air a few weeks back. I, I know someone who's close to uh, the McVay group. And basically she told me this is going to be it. I don't think Sean McVay is going to coach after this season with the with the Los Angeles Rams. So that could be another option, too, there. And Sean's always sort of put an emphasis on location. No, look, you guys make a great point. And, look, I know right now Sean Payton is living in L.A., very happy in L.A. Uh, he and his wife have moved out to Manhattan Beach. Uh, his daughter, Megan Payton, lives in L.A. Uh, you know, he works in L.A. at Fox Sports. And his other main residence right now is up in Idaho. So he's kind of West Coast based, but it really does, you know, you talk about location. It does kind of limit the options if he wants to stay on the West Coast. That's why I think uh, he's not going to limit his options. But I would say this, guys, I really believe this. Uh, you know, his mentor was Bill Parcells. And Bill Parcells used to have a line that Sean repeated often. He, he'd say, you know, there are about 10 or 12 organizations in the NFL that are functional winning organizations that are in the mix every year to win championships, and those are the ones you want to be involved with. He said the other ones are just swimming in circles, can't stay out of their own way. Yeah, every once in a while they can have a good season, but they're going to regress. <clears throat> you want to avoid those teams. And I really believe Sean Payton takes that to heart. I don't think he's going to go somewhere just because he wants to coach in 2023. I think it has to be the right fit. It has to be a functional, uh, successful organization. And it doesn't necessarily have to have a quarterback. Uh, I think that's a little bit overrated, people trying to say he's going to go with just where there's a quarterback. I think Sean Payton, you all know him as well as anybody. 
I mean, he's a confident guy. He, he'll think he can get a quarterback. He'll go find somebody and win with him. He came here in 2006. They had no quarterback, and, and he brought in the best one ever. I, I think he's wired differently in that way. But I do think L.A., if something were to open there, that would be probably his preference. Oh, you know, Jeff, if you can have your cake and eat it two, uh, two or three times over, okay, you can have, let's say, I'm going to throw it out there, a quarterback like a Justin Herbert. You know he plays at the highest level. Okay, now I don't know how he would trust uh, the Chargers' ownership because I think that comes into play, uh, the ownership and that relationship that he would have. But uh, to me right now, you look at inflation, uh, I mean, you know, the NFL does their own thing, whatever. But why couldn't Sean Payton be a $20 million a year coach? Because, you know, supply and demand, if you have two or three people, different teams that want you, that's not far-fetched all of a sudden that Sean Payton could have a $100 million deal for five years at $20 million a year. And then all of a sudden, boy, I got the right owner. I got the uh, right quarterback. Now I just got to go out and win. I mean. Now, if that would occur and the stars are aligned, but, but that's not far-fetched when you think about the demand, supply and demand, as far as the money coming about. And you might say you can go find the quarterback. Uh, that might be, but the ownership, uh, but the, the pick and choose. But uh, wouldn't you think, though, the question I have, wouldn't you think, okay, so, so let's say in theory you had the same situation in the charges money-wise, and quarterback-wise in Indianapolis or L.A., uh, wouldn't it matter the ownership? Would you take maybe an ownership that you trust and coach in Indianapolis versus an ownership you don't trust in Los Angeles? Well, what is your take on that? Because I know he loves Ms. Gale and Tom Benson, the whole Saints organization going forward. So what is your take that, that I'm in the Midwest, the middle of nowhere? Oh, but I love the owner. But it's not like even L.A. or Phoenix, whatever it might be, in inclement weather and what you're dealing with. Well, what's your take on that? No, Bobby, you hit the nail on the head. He's going to go uh, – let's put it this way. Ownership and management is much higher on his priority scale than a quarterback or than location. I mean, there's no question about that. And, and, and I think if you can – stars align and you could find all of it, then that's where he'd end up. That's why I think the one thing about New Orleans, and look, New Orleans has a coach. Dennis Allen has, has been handpicked by Mickey Loomis and Gail Benson. We know how they operate. They're very loyal, supportive people. They want Dennis Allen to do well. I think the last thing they would want to do is move on from Dennis Allen right now. I don't think anybody on Airline Drive wants to even entertain that. But things have gone not like anybody expected or wanted this year. It has not been a good situation. And the only reason I think they would ever even consider it is if there was an opportunity for a unique situation where Sean Payton, a coach you already have under rights, under contract, to come back. I think that's the only reason they would ever consider it. And I think most fans and many of your listeners, I think the public, I don't think they ever even considered that it would be a possibility. I think they thought Sean Payton, when he walked away last year, had had closed that chapter in the book, uh, you know, closed that door. And from the people I've talked to, sources, people very close to Sean, that's just not true. And I think it was important to put that column out to let people know, no, that's not that's not 
the, the real situation. There's a, a remote possibility, but there is a possibility that he could come back here if things went sideways and they made a decision to move on. That's, that's what I just wanted to get across with that column. Well, uh, you know, Jeff, uh, I, I got, you can write this other column because the Who That Nation <laughs> is into this. I'm telling you, it's all about compensation. I mean, I fucking recall it's been basically two decades, I think right around two decades, and you look at uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Raiders, the compensation for John Gruden. I mean, is that too far-fetched that the Saints uh, could demand, like, not just one first-round draft pick, but two first-round draft picks? If I can recall and recollect that with John Gruden, I'm going to say the compensation might have been uh, very similar to maybe two first-round picks. So why wouldn't we demand that supply and demand for Sean Payton if he's not going to be our coach, he's under contract, that we want that kind of compensation going forward to help our team out, that being the Saints. Jeff, even better well, than that, I talked to Amy Trask, who was involved with the Raiders. She didn't know anything about the trade. She got a call late night by Al to tell her what had happened. And she said, Mike, you know what Al was more thrilled with? That the Bucks had to pay him $6 million. <laughs> they were going to give Davis $6 bucks. That's nothing to She me. said, you know, back then, Al really treasured that $6 million. He wasn't too concerned about the draft picks. He was more concerned about the money that uh, the Glazer hey, family hey, would have to give hey, him. It's just, so, so, Jeff, I, I'm telling you, you can write that, and the fans are going to read that. They're going to want to know, okay, if Sean Payton's not in NOLA, if he's not in New Orleans, what can we get for him? I mean, whether it's well, this I'm, year, next year, yeah, go ahead. Well, well, Bobby, Mike, I think it all comes down to, you mentioned supply and demand. It's going to come down to the competition. If, if there's only one team that's involved in, in Sean Payton uh, coming back to coaching, it's going to really reduce the leverage that Mickey Loomis can use in a negotiation. Uh, I think if there are multiple teams, that helps him drive up uh, you know, what compensation will be. So if you're a Saints fan, you need to hope for multiple teams, and I think there will be. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt. But here's the question I have. If the Carolina Panthers, who have an opening right now, and I know Wilkes is doing well, uh, but if they do have an opening uh, and they come after Sean Payton, if I'm Mickey Loomis, why am I going to even consider allowing Sean Payton to go somewhere within the division and coach against him? For two times, you know, twice a year, I just can't see Mickey allowing that to happen. I would, I would hold them to a much higher uh, compensation threshold than just another team, maybe in the AFC, like the the Chargers, for instance. At some point, it'll come down to just, you know, the lawyers getting in a room and saying, "Look, let's work something out." Sean Payton's moving on. Yeah, you, you know, you can drive a hard bargain, but at some point, this could go to court, and I don't think anybody wants to get to that point. And I think it would be settled uh, that way. But So I don't think it's going to be two first-round picks. I'd be shocked if, if they got that much for Sean Payton. Well, yeah. that's Jeff. what I'm saying. You just look at John Gruen and what occurred that there. That was unique. That was a unique situation. Yeah, well, well this could be unique, too. We yeah, gotta, it could that, be. That Mickey got to make it, it, it unique it and, and stuff. And, and Jeff, uh, you know. We and all I think th- what Jeff brings up, yeah. the amount of teams – I think yeah, yeah, drive yeah, yeah. The, the, the the more and more is yeah, kind of drive it, it, the it, chips thrown in, well, in the kitty. Two or three teams instead of one. Yeah, Again, I, like I say, six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year, and then uh, he's on the contract with the Saints. 
So we got to hold their feet to the fire. You want Sean Payton that bad? You got to compensate us. But, Jeff, uh, I want your opinion on this. Because now a big enough sample size. Uh, you know, the Saints have had a disappointing season. We all thought definitely they would be uh, nine wins, if not double-digit wins. More like uh, what would occur last year. But not kind of where we're at right now. Even if we went, we went on a run. But... Uh, would you say even more disappointing than the Saints, considering, you know, it's not an exact science. Uh, the Broncos get Russell Wilson. Oh, we're going to win the AFC West. Uh, not so fast. And then you look at the L.A. Rams. Oh, we just won the Super Bowl. What, they've fallen off the face of the map. So I, I think. On the coach. Yeah, I think even. To as a di- lesser degree, yeah. but it's, they're in the neighborhood. Well, even as disappointing as the Saints have been, it's not on the Rams or Denver level. No, I agree. I think the real issue, though, is is that the Saints, their offseason game plan was that this team was ready to win, right? I mean, every action that they made, the way they handled free agency, the fact they went with a veteran quarterback like Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton as opposed to drafting Kenny Pickett, they were kind of all in to win now, right? Uh, maintain the continuity of the roster from past years. This is an aging roster in a lot of ways. And it hasn't worked out. So those other teams, you know, you could make this case for the the Rams they have a very similar approach, but they're coming off winning a Super Bowl. So you can kind of forgive them. I think the problem with the Saints game plan that's backfired on them is the future. And I wrote this in my column Sunday. The future looks maybe bleaker than the present. I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to get better anytime soon because, you know, you've got salary cap issues. How are you going to get, say, a guy like Marcus Davenport back? Can you get him back? What are you going to do at quarterback? There's no real long-term answer there. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of questions for this team because they thought they were going to win now, this year, and they didn't. So what's what's the future hold? I think it's a big question. And that's why I think so many fans are, are kind of up in arms because they get smart fans here, and they know what, that the future looks pretty cloudy right now. Jeff, uh, Sean brought this up to me, asked me, and when the Saints trained at Nichols, not at Nichols State the second time, but the first time in the 70s, I said, man, listen, Sean, they had to move out of there. Man, them skeeters there, man, <laughs> they, they were lethal uh, back in the 70s. Uh, and st- some of them are still alive. Uh, but he brought up the fact to me, he said, Mike, when I was in college, I was a ball boy because the then St. Louis Cardinals were training in eastern Illinois where I was. So he said, I got to know the people there and kind of know the Bidwell family and that sort of thing. And I remember when he was trying to get Patrick Peterson in a trade, he took a jet, went to Arizona to talk to Bidwell about about that deal. My thoughts to you is, and it's not stable ownership (laughs) uh, with Arizona, but he does have a connection with the ownership there and kind of how it works, young quarterback, your thoughts on would you think he would consider Arizona Cardinals as a possibility? I don't see Cliff surviving, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. I, I, you know what? I've had sources tell me both ways on that. Some say he would be open to Arizona because of all the things you mentioned. He definitely has connections to the front office there. It's on the West Coast. It's kind of, let's face it, it's kind of a no-lose situation. He'd come in and be a conquering hero. But then I've also had some sources that I trust a lot that tell me there's no way in 
AT double hockey sticks that he would go to Arizona. So I don't know. I don't have a good feel for that organization, but I think there's a really strong chance, even though I know he wants to coach next year, that he may sit out another year because, you know, Bobby, Mike, we've both been talking about this. Some of the, the likely prospects, the ones, the names you hear, right? The Cowboys, the Chargers, all the, 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 you know, prospects that, it seemed suitable to him. Those teams might be making the playoffs now, and I don't know if a, a really good option is going to materialize for him to where, you know, he's got the – he's kind of got the opportunity to, I think, take the best job he, he can get, and I, I don't think he would be beyond him to sit out. He's enjoying TV and wait for the right offer, the, the perfect fit, as opposed to just running out and taking a job. I, I just – I would be surprised if he did that. Well, the thing is, you know, people think he's out in the middle of nowhere in Idaho, but it's Corleone, uh, Idaho. His neighbor's Wayne Gretzky. I mean, if yep. you look at it, the skinny neck of Idaho that's almost in Canada, that's a pretty nice place to live. So and Sean, they got to share me from the buyer that don't live too far yeah, from yeah, Sean too. Payton did a lot of research to look at that. But, uh, Jeff, as we let you go, uh, I, I think with the Cardinals, with Colin Murray, I, I think he's too small. I mean, I, I would not trust him, and I think Sean would end up, um, like, just getting in the shouting match with him. So uh, I, I, that's why I think a lot of the Cardinals situation, they should not have invested in Colin Murray in the future. That's what I think. That's my opinion. No, I'm with you. I don't think that would be a good fit in a number of reasons, even though he does have a connection there. Uh, I think we could end up with something completely different. Uh, you know, just a surprise team like you all mentioned yes. happens every year in the NFL. Hey, Jeff, thanks so much. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate uh, you breaking down everything in the column with us here on Sports Talk. And, uh, the most trusted individual in New Orleans about the Saints is Jeff Duncan. So, I'm telling so Jeff, you, next time I you negotiate a deal, no, I am uh, old school. I, I am old school, new school. <laughs> I know who knows what the hell they're talking about. Jeff Duncan knows what he's talking about. Thank you, Jeff. Checks in the mail, Bobby. Checks in the mail, buddy. Take care. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Jeff Duncan from the Advocate Times, Picayune, and his column yesterday certainly uh, caught everybody's eye, not only local but also nationally. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. Back here on the second guest show, Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. We're going to go back to Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. We're going to go to Prosper in Cocodri. Prosper, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, Mike and Bobby. How y'all doing? All right, brother. What's right. going on? You, you living in Cocodry, okay. Prosper, or are you uh, fishing? All right, Prosper. No, I, 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 I live in Cocodry. Okay, okay. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good friends with uh, ULL Hall of Famer wide receiver Troy Gisclair. Okay. Know oh, I got oh, 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 that, that is my godchild. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, going back, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, Troy, uh, Troy always told me this, uh, and he showed up at, his, at Troy's wedding, Jake DeLone. Uh, Jake DeLong was his teammate, roommate, I think, at UL. And uh, I was like, whoa, uh, Troy, because it's my godchild. You know, his mom is my dad's sister. I go to his wedding, and Jake DeLong shows up at the wedding. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty big time. <laughs> All right, so my question is, uh, so the 49ers have uh, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brock Purdy. I watched the game this weekend, and I Brock Purdy. Uh, awesome. So, I got a pretend question. Uh, what if what if Brock plays his last four games just like he did this past week? 
Uh, well, they got a chance a, to win. What, what, what kind of a trade value would he have? Uh, no, I ain't trading him. No, the, the, the 49ers, they trading him. They ain't paying him jack. Nothing. But he was like Mr. Irrelevant. They're not letting him go nowhere. Because no, I they, don't they, know how good Trey Lance is. Yeah, yeah. No, they I, keep, I don't know hey, if, hey, how listen, good he is. And it now, Garoppolo's going for coin. Yeah, yeah, but it could be even a situation. Trey Lance and, uh, and Purdy, okay, uh, y- y'all just go fight it out in training camp. Yep. Because, uh, you know, especially, boy, you, you let the 49ers do something with Purdy, Mike, that could be magical. That'd be like a damn movie. You missed irrelevant, and all of a sudden the 49ers would be in the Super Bowl. Who knows? Now, you might look at the Eagles or you look at the Cowgirls where Dallas had. No, but, but it's not that far-fetched considering the with team. With that defense. With that team, yes. <laughs> and, and the piece of with a Kittle, a McCaffrey. Right. If Debo gets back if healthy. If gets back, the Debo gets back maybe come uh, uh, middle January. But, no, they ain't dealing him. They ain't not Because they, no, no. they're not paying him. And they unsure about Trey Lance. They think they know enough about it, but they're not sure. And Jimmy G is off. You, know, you, you cannot. Because they he, signed that deal. Signed with that him. deal with he, that he has all the liberty to, to go so wherever he And so he can he go wants. somewhere else. So, no, uh, the 49ers aren't going to deal Brock Purdy. They're going to keep him. And uh, I think they're going to load up and say, okay, uh, Trey, it's your job, but you got to win it. Listen, I don't even like the 49ers, but now the more I think about it, uh, Brock Purdy, I'm, not, I'm like cheering for him now. Well, what in the hell if he came out of nowhere and won the Super Bowl with the 49ers? That would be well, Cinderella story. Cinderella? That, that, that's like Cinderella 2, 3, 4 plus. I mean, that, that, that's a movie for sure. <laughs> no I mean, you know how that. unlikely that is? Come on. That would be, but in this type year, that, I wouldn't rule anything out. Well, no, I, I, just I, the way it's going. After I've seen Baker Mayfield in Los Angeles with the Rams for 48 hours in the game that he had, no, that, that was freaking unbelievable. Yeah. I'm telling you, to have that success after 48 hours, considering an NFL playbook and what it takes to run an offense. Thank you, Prosper. We appreciate the call, buddy. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break on the Big 870. We're finishing up here on the 6 o'clock hour. We're going to go back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. Delco. Delco, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. What's up, soldiers? What's up, soldier? Soldier, what's up? What you got? Oh, man. You, we know what's up. The who that? <laughs> 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 hey, man. Uh, I was sitting down and with nothing to do all weekend, man. And, uh, you know, I was all flying. I say I, uh, I caught them. Didn't couldn't even catch the Pelicans on my TV, man. What? And, um, oh man, Delco, you missed you, man. two great games, I, man. I know, and uh, but I caught up the first game. I caught the uh, the I think it was the Friday night game or yes, one of them Friday night, night yes. against the Phoenix Suns, and and why thought they won that game, and then they got they got mad at Zion because Zion slammed the ball the last second <laughs> yeah. of the game. It like kind of rough the thing, you know. I said, "Well, shoot, man, look, like they always say, if you wanna, if you wanna stop me, well, come stop me." And That's right. We want nothing to do with uh, with Zion. And nobody and, wanna um, get in front of Zion. I can tell you that. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Because look like every time he slammed, they all move out the way. Open up Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like so, the wrestling. I was telling it to Bob. Man, listen, I'm saving myself to play the next game. I ain't getting yeah. in front of that freight train. <laughs> Yeah, so so as I was saying, man, uh, 
I had an opportunity to sit down and watch the Army-Navy football game for the first time in my life. I always oh, really? seen it every year, but I never really sit down and really watch the game. Okay. And I had an opportunity to sit down and watch Army-Navy. What a, a, a Man, special that was game, a great game. That was to a, watch Especially the in, final in six minutes. Football. Man. Oh, yes. Goes to overtime. It was awesome, bro. So, you know, that's the first time an overtime game uh, yes, right. in that game, too. So right. uh, I just want to get take my hat off to the to the soldiers out there for a job well done they did over the weekend with the Army Navy game and uh, I think it was fantastic. And uh, the other thing I heard about uh, I didn't know I heard that they talked about Sean Payton coming back and all this and all that. But my goal is that is that I think that Mickey Loomis is going to probably give. Uh, Dennis Allen another year, you know, because, you know, they went through a lot of injuries this year and everything, and I think he'll right. probably be back next year. But but for, if he don't get that thing straightened up prime next year, I think it'll be two and done instead of one and done. Well, yeah, it depends. The, the last four games, no, he, uh, Mike, he's still being, he's still being judged. Yeah. What's going to occur the, the last end, four games? But it, yeah. has, it hasn't been good, Delco. It really yeah. hasn't. Thank you so much for the call, buddy. We'll be back with more second guests right after this news break on The Big 870. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.